Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Culture and Conservation and the first episode of 2022. It's, I mean, you know, it's pretty far into the year, honestly, at this point, but you know, February, February was basically like a day long, so it's fine. Yeah, and January doesn't count, so. Exactly, exactly. the year really starts in February. So, we are so glad to be back. It's been a while. Um, yeah, so if this is your first time here, welcome. This is a podcast all about making conservation more culturally relevant. And if you've been here before, we're glad to have y'all back. Were you? Why would you say? <laughs> you can't, can't nobody see you. I'm laughing at you. Oh well, speak your mind, sis. Speak your mind. Oh my goodness. Are you Hello. glad to be back? Yes, I'm glad to be back. Like Michaela says, first episode of 2022. Really excited to bring out some new content. Again, if this is your first time listening, you're welcome, welcome, welcome. And if yeah. you are, you know, returning welcome back and hopefully you know you keep listening and you keep hanging out with friends tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a couple more friends all right but like Michaela said we're just here to make conservation culturally relevant to everybody all right we are two black women if you don't know that (laughs) by now so obviously our experiences in nature and being wildlife professionals and things like that is different than other people's and we just kind of want to shine a light on that and also make space for anybody who wants to get into conservation whether it be professionally whether you want to do it as a hobby whatever right right yeah so I second all that so let's just jump right into it Morgan what do you want to talk to the people about today all right so I'm rocking in (laughs) y'all can't see us but Michaela is sitting up here with this cup looking like somebody I ain't see um So today, saints, I would like to minister to y'all about (laughs) something that has been on my heart. In your spirit. In my spirit. And I feel that it is important that I bring it to you all because I feel like it's probably been on your hearts and your spirits as well. And so today we're going to talk about giving up. All right. Today's sermon is about giving up. Ooh. (laughs) Letting go. Oh, okay. Giving up. okay. Letting go and giving up. All right. So again, we talk about conservation. We talk about cultural things. And sometimes we bring those things together. So this conversation is going to be just that, bringing those things together. What do I mean by giving up? So first and foremost, I want to say that I understand that giving up has a negative connotation in our society. Nobody wants to give up. Nobody wants to let anyone down or let themselves down. And that can weigh on a person mentally, physically, and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I want to encourage you all today. And I want to let you know that it is a known fact that nature does indeed give up. Michaela probably knows what I'm referring to I would say yeah tell them because everybody doesn't know that nature gives up because like you said there's such this negative connotation like oh don't ever give up which to an extent is true but like yeah yeah how does nature give up why does nature give up or how does nature give up so there's this thing called giving up density 
All right. It is something that wildlife professionals, conservationists, professionals and research utilize through scientific methods to basically measure animals decision making or behavioral actions. So what I mean by that is animals in the wild, they give up. Example of that would be, say, a white-tailed deer. We use deer a lot as an example. We're from Mississippi, all right? Don't blame <laughs> us. Don't blame us, all right? They're everywhere. So white-tailed deer foraging in one part of a forest or a patch. Um, what does know, foraging mean? Foraging, looking for food. Right. Okay. Foraging, looking for food, grazing, that type of thing. Well, they may decide, you know what, this patch is not producing the nutrients that I need, or it may be in an area that in an area that um, makes me vulnerable to predation, whatever. And so they decide to move on to another patch. They give up. That's basically what it is. They give right. up. Um, would I get too much in the weeds of the definition? That's what it is, is making changes and adaptations based on your resources, what's around you. Basically the area where you're looking for food and giving what it's supposed to give. Exactly. You know what? I'm gonna move on. Basically. Next patch, patch, please. Right. When the energy that you're putting out Mm -hmm. to gain something is not being reciprocated in what you're getting, right? Right. So you have to make some decisions. You have to make some choices. Like Michaela said, when it's not giving what it's supposed to give. Right. So giving up density, nature, it does that all the time. And nobody blames white-tailed deer for that. Nobody blames wild animals for that. We just, we chop it up to that patch wasn't doing it. All right. Exactly, so I did it. to move on to... A different a different place where they were going to get a what positive return based on their output and the energy that they exert and so I know that a lot of times in society and culture we don't like to think like that yeah we don't like to think about things being transactional we don't like to negotiate the energy that we're putting out and what we're getting <laughs> in return and so I just want to take a moment I want to let Michaela I want Michaela just speak on some things or just you know give her thoughts initially where we are right now okay I haven't really ever thought about it the way you just put it negotiating how'd you say negotiating the energy Mm -hmm. that you're putting out um negotiating like your time and your effort and and all because I mean every I mean everybody isn't uh, socialized this way but specifically women we're social socialized to give and give and give keep putting that energy out sis y'all can't see my face right now but, but you know sometimes... is, is speaking she's speaking she's speaking but you know sometimes it's just like like you said the energy I'm putting out is not worth what I'm getting back mm-hmm. and it's okay to feel that way and it's okay to do something about it and it's okay to say, you know what, I'm going to go in another direction. Right. Right. And because this is because we're not talking about giving up just for the sake of giving up like, oh, this is too hard for me. I'm not going to do it anymore. We're talking about where when you realize that what you're putting in is not giving the return that you need. It's OK mm-hmm. to just move on to a different area and try in that area. Mm-hmm. When you've done all you can. Oh, 
Exactly. So I really like the way you put that. I never really thought about it that way, negotiating the energy. And one of the reasons why, you know, I chose this topic to talk about is one, because I thought giving up density is really interesting when you think about it in the wildlife conservation perspective. Mm -hmm. But again, how can we tie that to how we are as humans and, and our behavior and things that we go through? And then also, like Michaela said, who is taught or socialized the most to not give up? Women. And it is Women's History Month. All right. Happy Women's History Month. Happy y'all. Women's History Month. <laughs> Shout out to the girls around the world doing the things. All right? right. But even more so, we are two Black women. So if we're going to talk about our experience and being in women, we're going to talk about the intersection of our race mm-hmm. and our womanhood and our femininity. And I can say, as a Black woman, giving up is not something that you are taught or culturally allowed to do exactly and you know we are in a new a new day and age where people are talking about mental health awareness and and people are putting emphasis on self-care and like I said negotiating their time and their energy and setting boundaries but that is still relatively new and so when we talk about giving up or we talk about doing those things giving up is a part of that sometimes when you set boundaries you got to give some things up Mm, what do you mean so sometimes when you say like I don't like this Mm -hmm. you gonna have some some effects some causes and some effects so this is gonna lead me to my next part okay giving up what what do I mean by giving up what ways do we as humans give up right or things that we give up on relationships whether that be friendships, family relationships, romantic relationships, work environments, you know, for for those of y'all who are in school, I mean, I'm in grad school, you know, those of y'all that are in school, sometimes you have to give up on some things, obligations, commitments. Or kind of like taking an L in certain areas in order to not take an L in an area that's way more important to you. Correct. So if we go back to our our white-tailed deer example, She's going to move. She isn't like the doe. She's going to move from one patch to another because the patch that she's currently in makes her vulnerable to predation. Now, she may be giving up on some really good grass. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. I don't know off the top of my mind what plants (laughs) deer eat. I know they eat poison ivy, but like there's other things. She may be giving up on that, taking that L on that end, but her life is also way more important you know like I have access to blackberries versus getting eaten well I think um I want to stay alive when you weigh it out (laughs) when you add it all up like what's more important what what is the proximate need what is the ultimate need right 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 now I gotta eat but I also gotta live right exactly I can find blackberries somewhere else I can find it somewhere else just not over here all right so that's what I'm saying sometimes when you give up like Michaela said taking L yes you sacrifice some things some things have to be you know forfeited Mm -hmm. but what are you gaining and so when we talk about that in like relationships like I said friendships family relationships romantic relationships work environment commitments obligations in school again as a as a black woman I've had to set boundaries in all of those places as a person I've had to set boundaries in all of those places but 
sometimes in your mind, you, you do these like mental gymnastics of should I, shouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Is this a good idea for me to do this or not? Knowing that if you set those boundaries, it's going to benefit you, but it may hurt somebody's feelings. That's what you worry about. Or they may not want to be my friend anymore. Or I may have to end this relationship yeah. because right now the effort that I'm putting out is not being reciprocated. Mm-hmm. and long term that's not sustainable I cannot keep doing this I cannot right. keep giving and giving and giving and receiving little to nothing yeah and I kind of want to go back to the point that you made about the work environment because we're we're in a time right now where you know it's no secret that a lot of people during the pandemic have either lost their jobs, left their jobs, whatever. Um, But there is a cultural shift happening where people are realizing, okay, I don't want to give all of my energy to my job. I want to do a good job. I want to, you know, love what I'm doing, but I still don't want to give all of my energy to it. I want to reserve some of that energy for family, friends, for myself, whatever. So I really think, you know, the topic that you have chosen today is really on time for that area specifically, because as a society, we are starting to realize, I mean, the younger generations have realized this for a long time, but it's really, I feel like starting to even hit some of the older generations of how we're starting to realize how work focused we are. Um, You know, we have vacation days and don't take them. You know, I think it's in, I want to say somewhere it's some European country, it may maybe England, I really don't remember, but like they have mandatory vacation time that they have to take, you know, um, and we have, you know, some of our jobs have use it or lose it policies, but we're still not required to take it. It's just like, you know, either, like I said, use it or, you know, it'll just start back over the next year or whenever, you know, your job cycle um, starts their vacation time. But yeah, I mean, and if you and if you start to quote unquote give up, as Morgan has said, in that certain area of working, you don't want to be perceived as lazy or like not giving your all or not doing your best. But just because you don't want to give all your energy does not mean you're not doing your best, you know? And that's a good point. Like work and then giving all your energy you have to use energy for other things mm-hmm. right like you use energy when you're asleep yes. your body is expending energy to keep you alive right use energy to go to the grocery store to take out the trash like there are other things that you have to do in your life you know other things that require your time and your energy and your effort and you have to calculate how much am I spending over here? How much am I spending over here? And what is left at the end of the day? And what's left for yourself? Exactly. And that's, again, where that that um, topic of self-care has become very important. Like, what are you doing for yourself? Mm-hmm. How much of your energy are you allotting for you? Right. Like, if you were to take audit of all the things you do, all the things that you're obligated to do, people that you you know, interact with all of that and all of the things that you do in a day or a week. And you were to say, okay, my energy is over here, over here, over here. 
how much of your energy is with you how much of your energy is left just for you and that's a conversation that I've had with my therapist a lot yes I am in therapy all right everybody get your therapist (laughs) shout out to better help but no seriously (laughs) like better help better help the rest better better help is it all right and I can say that but like how much of your energy is for you like Michaela said you have vacation days that you don't take because you don't want to be seen as lazy or you don't want to be seen as somebody that's not committed mm-hmm. like you don't really care and you know specifically for minorities for people yes, of color yes. and professional and even academic spaces where you are getting a minority or it's not it has not traditionally been a lot of you in those spaces you feel the weight of not only proving that you should be taken seriously and you should be given this opportunity but that other people that look like you coming behind you should be given these opportunities and be taken seriously and so now you expend the energy for yourself and then for other people that you don't even know and again there's nothing wrong with that but I want to tell y'all I want to say something to you all there are easier (laughs) ways to get to heaven and just hear me out just hear me out again we are not saying walk up in a place and do a half job or not because we don't condone that right like not taking seriously right but there's nothing wrong again with you at the end of the day realizing I'm about to burn out Mm -hmm. or this email can wait till tomorrow that part it's 4 57 the work day ends at five. <laughs> this email can wait till tomorrow. This email bar, barring any emergent work situations, right? This email can wait. This question that they ask, the answer gonna be the same today. It's gonna be the same tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They can wait. All right. So not letting things consume you not letting again work all that stuff consume you to the point where you're not taking time for yourself so work yes academics yes right and me and Michaela can talk about that we were undergrad you know our majors were hands-on science majors we had you know field hours lab hours that would go from one to five we were outside the entire time well Michaela was also an RA She's also in the famous maroon band. Talk to him nice. She was also like, you know, she had other obligations. She was at one point the president of our school's uh, student chapter of manners. I was involved in other things. We were both ambassadors for our college. So when we finally got to the house or the residence hall or whatever, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, all we want to do is go to sleep. All right. So how do we make time for ourselves getting involved in student organizations? But even still with that, what what things are just for us? And for us, like in college, we went to games together. Like we love football, love games. So okay, was my game day, buddy. We will go to the games. And also to add to that, I mean, I would take mental health days like nobody's business. Okay. Um my mom would often <laughs> Whenever I would talk to her and I would say like, oh yeah, I didn't go to class today. Well, why didn't you go to class? Like, I'm tired. There's been a lot going on the last few weeks. Right. I've been in class. I've been in my classes. I'm not like, you know, just skipping every day or skipping every right. week. But like, I've reached a point where, you know what? My brain is like, girl, we tired. We we can't. So I would take, it was usually probably like a Thursday or Friday, yeah. but like, you know, I would 
just not go to class. Um, something as simple as that. Do something that I wanted to do that right. day. You know, treat myself to some Chick Fil A or to some Starbucks. My you know some of my favorite places. But again, just doing something for myself and by myself at that you know like spending some time alone right like obviously I love spending time with my friend Morgan but there are some days I just want to be by myself and enjoy outside you know I would take that Starbucks and go sit outside of the residence hall or sit outside somewhere on campus you know or sometimes we like go to Knox to be wildlife refuge and just sit and just walk enjoy like the nature just and y'all are probably thinking sunshine. y'all are probably thinking well y'all are outside anyway yes but that was for work okay sometimes exactly I just want to be outside with no obligations <laughs> right exactly I mean and that's cool and it's great and we learned a lot but sometimes you just want to go outside with no obligations. exactly yeah just just be <laughs> just be I don't have nothing to do I have no assignments I don't have to know what that bird is that's singing up in that tree exactly I could just say oh that's my grade ain't riding on this right like that's a pretty yellow bird I don't know what your name is but I'm happy you're here like that type of thing but yeah like taking time for yourself by yourself just doing something as simple as getting you know something from your favorite restaurant your favorite your favorite like cafe or something like that just treating yourself it doesn't have to be anything big it can be but like taking time for yourself by yourself now let's talk about relationships oh oh okay because this, this is how really, much time we got <laughs> so this is this is really the one this is a really the one. Oh, girl okay it's really the one and we can always do a part two we could always do a part two but this is really and we look on Michaela's face I'm I'm just waiting for you to say what you gotta say we may have to do a part two so everybody here everybody's listening Michaela and myself we have all had friendships that we've had to give up mm-hmm. we've all had relationships with this with family romantic relationships that we've just had to let go we had to set some boundaries right and we had to negotiate some energy expenditure mm-hmm. because it just wasn't working out <laughs> all right it just it just wasn't working out and it is hard to do that with people that you care about whether it's a friend family member boyfriend girlfriend whoever like it is difficult to say you are taking up a lot of my energy and you are giving me little to none nothing <laughs> so we we gonna have to change some things we're gonna have to do something differently and again and Michaela just hold on to you to your edges okay I'm but holding. it's black but it's black women I'm just speak. I'm a minister to y'all today, okay? <laughs> it's for everybody, but it's for you. It's Black women, we are not socialized and taught to do that. We are socialized and brought up into no fault of our parents and our grandparents because that's how they were raised, right? Mm-hmm. That we are supposed to give, that we are the givers, that we are supposed to have arms stretched, you know, ready to invite anybody in, food cook, a cake on the table, okay, and, and advice for everybody, and, and all of us are supposed to know how to braid, like, <laughs> we are expected to be the givers, right, the people that give and maintain our community, ourselves, other people, that when people come to you in need, you are supposed to feel it, right? Mm-hmm. 
even at the cost of your own self-care and your own energy. And I'm here to tell y'all that ain't gonna work. No. (laughs) I'm here to tell y'all as a 27-year-old Black woman who has not even been alive as long as a lot of Black women I know, that ain't gonna work. That is not a sustainable model. No. And again, it's about taking audit of the things that you are giving out and the things that you are you are getting in return. So you have friendships, right? Where you're always the person everybody can come to. Everybody going through something. Your girlfriend over here, she you think she dating the onion because he got her crying all the time. Right. <laughs> you you cousin down the street, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you're always the person. If somebody needs something, you got it. If somebody needs a place to stay, your door is open. If somebody needs some money, you're lending it out. Somebody needs something to eat, you got them a hot meal, right? Mm-hmm. Even emotional labor, which is still energy. You got it. Yeah. You, you got a scripture. You got something like you. You got it all. Your house is the one stop shop. You got everything that people need. And there's nothing wrong with, with being a giver. But there is also nothing wrong with being someone who gives, but also re- receives. Because you have to. If we think about it in a mathematical way, what you do on one side of the equation, you must do on the other side. Right. Mm-hmm. It got to equal out. So if all you're doing is giving and you're not receiving, you're going to run out. You can't pour from an empty cup. I know we've heard that a lot. It's on a lot of T-shirts now. It's on a book <laughs> somewhere. But that's real. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And so sometimes you may have to say, look, girl, I know I know he ain't right. And I know he didn't, you know, then broke your heart. But this is the 10th time. Okay. So either you're going to leave him or you're going to stop talking to me about it because I don't, I don't have it today. Like I don't, <laughs> You don't have it. You don't like either you are going to say, all right, either you're going to set some boundaries over here or I'm going to with us <laughs> or I'm going to with us because I cannot keep doing this with you. Right. I care about you. I don't want to see you in this situation, but ultimately girl, I didn't give you all the advice there is to give. I don't know what, what else, else to do or what else we can do here. All right. And I know there are situations that are, you know, more complex and more nuanced, but y'all get what I'm saying. Y- y'all know. All right. Yeah. So like the moral of the story is really just the same way that every animal has their own giving up density and it's identified like, you know, researchers identify what that giving up density is because it varies by species as humans, as individuals, we have to identify our own giving up density. Come on. And recognize on. what, where, you know, are we at our peak and we need to scale something back. Again, just to reserve some energy for ourselves. Right. So that you can and, keep, yeah. you know, fighting the good fight every single day, you know? And you can have <laughs> some things for yourself. You may have, you know, you may be the only person in your friend group that if y'all say y'all going on a trip, you got your money, you ready to go. <laughs> and everybody else is dragging their feet. Maybe you should just go by yourself. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, 
like Michaela said, this is my giving up density. This is where we're reaching the breaking point and we have to, we have to do some things differently. Before I actually break. Before I actually break and lose my mind. And then if we're talking about families, or if we're talking about families. I mean, the same thing applies. You just have to say the same thing applies. But again, it's it's difficult, right? Because that's your family. You love them, you care about them. Again, black women are seen as matriarchs in our family right we are supposed to hold the family together we are supposed to be the glue everybody don't want to be glued together everybody don't need to be glued together (laughs) and I'm just it's from personal experience and I come from a big family I love my family but sometimes I'm like listen I gotta set boundaries with y'all Cause there are things that some of y'all do y'all act certain ways. I don't, I don't do that. Right. Or the energy that it takes for me to keep up with y'all. I don't, I don't have that to give and I'm not going to find it to give because I don't want to, I can do something else. So sometimes you have to set boundaries and say, listen, I love y'all, but I'm not about to sit up here and put myself in an energy deficit. I'm not about to be the person that's always, you know, compensating from other people's choices. Mm-hmm. All right. Other people's lack of accountability. And that's another part of setting boundaries is instilling accountability. Like, I don't like when you do this or when you do this, it makes me feel this way and I don't like it. If the person assumes the accountability and accepts that what they're doing is harmful to you and changes or they don't, but it's not your job to, to make them assume that accountability It's your job to hold the line. All right. My grandmother always used to tell me, if you draw a line in the sand and somebody crosses it, do not back up and draw another line. Oh yeah, right, right. You push them back on the other side of that line that you have drawn and you stand on it. And she said it with a few more colorful words than that, but we gonna go with this is a family show. This is a family (laughs) show. She's a great she's a great woman. She was a wonderful woman, but she said what she said. All right. And when I was younger, I didn't really, you know, I understood it to a certain extent. But as I got older, I realized like she was trying to teach me how to set boundaries. Something that she did not, she was not taught to do. She had to learn on her own, right? She had to learn how to set boundaries with her family, with her husbands. Like, we're not doing this. So she wanted me to have that, I guess, equipment that she didn't have, that she had to learn on her own, all right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about romantic relationships. I thought we already did. We're talking about friendships and, and, and family relationships. But I thought you mentioned romantic relationships earlier. But okay, so here's the thing. I know you have an appointment coming up soon, and we have to <laughs> wrap it up before, you know, so you're not late. Um, and there's one more subject matter we want to introduce mm-hmm. um so this really might have to be a part a part two a part, a part two. two um yeah just in the, just in the interest of time um because you say your things at 12 45 right mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. So, so let's just pause on that end. If you love this episode, you know, we'll come back to it again at some point. Um, because I feel like with the romantic relationships, I mean, that, that's just something that's a whole nother, that's a whole whole nother beast. Um, but the moral of today's story is in 2022, identify your giving up density. And if you want to learn more about what giving up density is, you know, I encourage you to Google it. Um, cause we introduced it in a very broad, very, very well, broad yeah. Um, but there's so much more, um, nuance to giving up densities. Um, and we can like put some resources in the episode notes. Um, but I still encourage you to, to Google it, but in this new season, what are we calling this season two of culture mm-hmm. and conservation, um, we have a new segment called nature be wild nature be wild mm-hmm. and i didn't really think about actually what that meant until my mor- friend morgan um brought it to my attention this was my idea but <laughs> the title just it sells itself nature right be wild. Like, like but nature do it? be wild and like it is wild but also nature be, it wild. be wild so i um happened to see this story um this past week someone forwarded it to me um from work And the headline says, giant spiders expected to drop from sky across the East Coast this spring. Did you catch that? I think, are you on mute, Morgan? Oh, can you unmute yourself? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. Giant spiders. Expected to drop from the sky. Okay. And... That's in kind of part in what part of the country? The East Coast. This kind so of just, glad I'm in the South. I mean, you but you're in the Southeast, so it, 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 could, it, it, it could extend because yeah, let me let's tell hope, you, let's hope it is. Let me tell you where this research came from. Okay, University of Georgia. Oh Lord, you just two states over, sis. So calm down. <laughs> Keep that over there, y'all. Keep um, that over there. But when I think of spiders dropping from the sky, it's like usually like, you know, trees or whatever. So I'm like, why would, you know, spiders just be randomly falling from the sky, right? So apparently um, they will likely have traveled across the globe on shipping containers. Of course. Right? Thank you. We call this this passive transportation. Thank you. Right. International trade is great, except for when things like this happen. So um, these spiders are called um, Joro spiders, I believe. And it says millions of them are expected to begin, quote unquote, ballooning up and down the East Coast as early as May. Are they dropping off little like parachutes and like little <laughs> And this is the part that I'm really confused on. So... Like, I don't know if they're like going to be coming off of airplanes, like, like what they falling off of. I don't really get it, but it says researchers have determined that the spiders can tolerate cold weather, but are harmless to humans as their fangs are too small to break human skin. So that's the only good news in all of this is that they're not um, harmful, Um, but they are an invasive species. Um, They're native to Japan um, and they began coming into the u.s back in 2013 concentrating in the southeast mm-hmm. um right yeah um so I, morgan is still in mississippi 
southeast and I have now relocated to the east coast um living in the DC area so you know we both finna get this sis you can't escape wonderful um yeah it says they fanned out across the state in Georgia when they first came um, in 2013, they fanned out across the state using their webs as tiny parachutes to travel with the wind. That's what I was asking. Are they like, are they parachutes? They have a web based. They're using their pair. I mean, they're using their webs as parachutes. That is terrifying. It's terrifying, but also like, and this is the conflict of being somebody that likes nature, that studies nature and wants to conserve and protect it, is that when things like this happen, yes, it is a problem, but you have to take a moment back and say, that's pretty, pretty cool. Like that's pretty neat that they can do that. Horrible for us. Right? Great for them. Um, But okay, so this is a product of trade, of of shipping and stuff like that. See, guys, we have not, we've been trading internationally for years and decades. it's still a thing like we are still trying to figure this out we're still trying to figure this out okay and guess i know i said giant but guess what the size is one way they described it is the the size of a small child's hand which some kids got big hands so i was like what excuse me right but um they can grow up to three inches why are we doing which is big for a spider but not as big as i was thinking when they said a small child's hand it's just the fact that it's a spider that like, we don't need anymore. Right, and right. I get that it's not harmful to humans, but it is an invasive species, which means that it's going to have other implications and consequences to our wildlife, to our, our ecosystem. Right. Um, and this I thought was kind of cool. Um, they're named for, I think I'm going to say this right, I hope, the Joraguma, which is a creature of Japanese folklore that can shape shift into a woman or spider before killing its prey. Of course. Of course. Of, of course, course it's named after a woman, but anyway. Of course it is. <laughs> because why not? Patriarchy. Um, Don't we love it? Right? So, yeah. Um, they're really easy to spot because they have, like, these really bright yellow markings. Um, they also have black, blue, and red markings. So, they they won't be hard to spot but just the fact that they are parachuting out of the sky using their own web so basically they don't have to be on anything and that they literally that just scares said, me the most. we got it we just gonna hang out with y'all this summer see what y'all talking about hey, over y'all. here hey hey girl hey like no 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 and do they did, did they say anything about any management plans that they may be working on um i didn't look that far into it because just when i saw all that about like them coming out of the sky i just like you know gave up um so yeah i'm not really sure apparently they have already like taken hold in georgia pretty decently all right y'all so if you are traveling to georgia through or to Georgia anytime soon. Please uh, be careful. Check your bags. Check here. Right. Um, also, for those of y'all that, um, and this is no shade, but it's just me being honest. For those of y'all that like to uh, entrap things and keep things as pets, don't. Oh, don't get this one. No. Don't no. do this. Don't do this. You but, know exactly who I'm talking to. Don't. Here's, here's a good a good point 
I'm reading further into the article. It says they don't appear to have much of an effect on local food webs or ecosystems. So that is good. That's great. I I'm saying just, the fact that like it's an invasive and it's not going to cause that much because all no, like, like I think bad. that that's wonderful. I you know that is because that's always the concern is like you got right. this invasive thing coming. Like okay, what's about to be the consequences? I just need for their um their entrance to be a little less invasive. Don't be dropping down on me for me. <laughs> don't don't be doing all that. Like y'all don't have to do all that. You don't uh, have to do all that. It's, it's, you don't have to be so intrusive. Yeah, so that's what I, I don't want to deal with. I don't want to be walking into this. <laughs> it's the intrusivity of it. Is that a word? Right. Like if I'm walking, it's like a, like I'm going to freak out. I don't. Yeah, I I'm, honest, I'm not going like in that moment, I'm not going to be like, oh, is this the Juro spider? I'm like, it's a spider. Yeah, right? It got eight legs and it's on me and I knew. And it's three inches long. So I'm going to need for you to not. Right. Wait, so, wait. yeah, we can also I can include that in the show notes if you guys would like to check that article out. Um, But yeah, if in Georgia, get you up, make sure your umbrella's up. Umbrella. Well, even it says the entire East Coast, like just everywhere they, you are, just they can withstand cold weather, and they think they might be able to, to survive as uh, far north as Delaware. Well, I hope everybody has an umbrella on them. All times, <laughs> uh, maybe a hat might help too. A hat would definitely help for sure. They parachute out the sky using their webs. Well, honey, that is something there. Yeah, That's so like I said, nature be wild and for real. <laughs> Y'all can't see my face, but <laughs> shock. It and here's the thing: it never ceases to amaze me. There's always something that like, ha- and I'm like, how? How is this even happening? But they've got the adaptations; they can do it, right? So yeah, um, so that was a good little first episode back for 2022. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode, you know. Morgan did a great job speaking to the people and I know she wants to talk about those romantic relationships. So we're going to have to do that in a, a part two. This is going to have to be a part two. Or a bonus episode or something. So, you know, y'all stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, and in like, meantime. <laughs> like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. If you're not following us on Instagram, follow us at Culture and Conservation. And yeah, we'll... Talk to y'all in the next one. Bye. Bye.